pinnacle of diverse consciousness and social thought. That is our oh, podcast. Is that right? Actually, this is right. Right. And I right, always right. Right and right. Nigel. You're right. They're all Nigel. 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 And when you hear the shout of my name ringing out, I am right, and it's time to deliver value. Welcome, everyone. Hey, this is Nigel, and welcome to another branded episode of Right Thoughts at 4 a.m. from the I Am Right podcast. So, happy Easter. This has become most of the Easter edition. So what's going on and what am I doing up at this time on Easter? Well, if you've been living under a rock, (laughs) we're in the middle of a pandemic. So for those of us who've already uh, graduated to moving most of the things we do online... Some of us are finding, you know, shifting gears from brick and mortar to online. It's busier than ever because there is a lot of moving parts. There's a number of things to consider, be it cheaper ads that uh, you want to consider taking advantage of, be it just tempering your messaging for what's going on, because even though the ads are cheap, No one really wants to hear a bunch of buy my shit at a time when people are dying and when people are putting their lives on the line. It's it's not exactly the ideal time to be pushing marketing. But for that side of the business, which depending on how you feel about it, whether you love sales, don't really like sales, or are indifferent to sales, sales is a part of life. And I remember taking this one particular training and someone said something that was pretty profound to me in terms of sales that kind of shapes it for me. Something always has to be sold, otherwise the world stops. So from that perspective, just from a pragmatic standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. So there it is in terms of being busy. I'll leave it to you to decipher on whether that's good, bad, or indifferent always interested to hear your feedback regardless. So I spent a lot of yesterday helping my niece paint her room. And that was a particularly uh, good experience because were it not for the pandemic, probably wouldn't have had that opportunity to do that. So that was pretty awesome. The fact that I was able to work with her very closely and we developed a good method in terms of cutting and then rolling and shifting furniture around, it made it for a good metaphor, so to speak, in terms of what you need to do when you're seeking a collaborative partnership and the benefit of doing that. Obviously, more than one person brings a greater value if everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. So that one is particularly helpful, and that is certainly something that I heard. And I happen to be specifically up late doing a particular training online right now on just part of that topic. Interestingly enough, the continuity is there. No one wants to hear 
uh, constant buy my stuff, buy my stuff, or buy my shit, however you want to put it. Conversions happen in conversations. And conversions could be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be a sale. It could just be uh, engagement with a person and starting an actual dialogue. But that conversation, that dialogue is what is really going to be driving wins. And working on that particular craft is important. So why am I saying all this? A couple of days ago, I actually got introduced to an artist from a recording artist from a writer who then collaborated with somebody else that I got introduced to. So in that long chain. But the reason I mention that is because I can't stress enough the importance of understanding the value of someone's personal recommendation and them actually recommending you in some way. That word of mouth marketing, especially for small businesses. Literally today I put a post up that talked about a single recommendation that led to three pieces of business, that led to a further review, that led to a project, that led to a case study. All off of one particular recommendation. And just to tie right into that story, so I'm speaking to this artist and we're having a chat. It's on this person's live and we're talking and they had sent me some information about them for me to review earlier. Now, being on the live, in order to get to that information, I would have had to drop off the live, which I didn't want to do. So I just quickly asked them, could you send me your information? Now, this happened a couple of times, and the response was, hey, I already sent it to you. Now, I recognize that that was not something that was completely understood, and I'm going to do a follow-up training on this particular topic only because I want to make sure I have a solution in place. And that brings me to another gem, if you would. The better we get at not presenting criticism or pointing out issues without bringing up a solution, the better off we're going to be, the further we're going to move the needle a lot more efficiently, a lot quicker. So I'm just going to say what the solution is. Everybody should have a really solid way of delivering their information to anyone who is ready to buy. So I was in the midst of this live ready to connect with this person, ready to follow their account, um, multiple accounts actually. And when I asked for the information for it to be on a timely basis, their response was, hey, I already sent it to you. You can just quickly go here. Now, we had a great chat. We talked about all sorts of things. I got to know a little bit more about them. That particular thing stuck for me because while I was patient with it, someone else could have just as soon dropped off. And I believe that only happened because value wasn't seen in it, not to the level that I believe it needs to when you have a brand or a business. And I'm going to explain very specifically why in an example form. If saying that I'm going to follow you, it was only seen but so valuable. So it was like, well, I already sent it to you. What are you making me send it to you again? What don't you understand? That really wasn't the point. If someone wants to follow you, which means it gives you an opportunity to send them your information or for them to see your information, you should be jumping all over that. 
because that creates an opportunity. But if you see it simply as a follow, and you're an artist, and you're creative, and you, you know, feel you have a certain level of worth, which I'm sure you do, you're not seeing it the way I'm about to describe. If I said to you, I'm going to send you $10 million, send me your account information, and you send it to me, and we happen to be on a live call, and I say, hey, listen, uh, I don't really want to drop off the live, send me your bank account number. You're not only going to send me your bank account number and not ask me to go look it up someplace else. You're going to be like, how do you want that? Do you want it emailed? Do you want it by carrier pigeon? You're going to make absolutely certain I have that. Why? Because you know there's a $10 million payday on the end of it. This is the way I'm suggesting that artists, brands, small businesses, big businesses approach folks that they have interest in. There are people spending tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars every month to get a single person just to look at their stuff, far less agree to follow them on multiple channels. Anyone that's willing to forego that or create any friction, if you would, not even an obstacle, friction with that is going to run into a significant amount of problems. And the issue is not them. The issue is not seeing the outcome as value, which leads me to my next point. What ends up happening is online a lot of times is people chase folks that they feel are influencers or bigger accounts that will never ever follow them back, never ever look at their stuff, never ever see their stuff because they're not following them. And they will quickly dismiss or dispense people who've already followed them, who've already left a comment, who have already engaged with them. And what I'm suggesting, and my partner and I speak about this stuff at length, and it's taken a lot of case studies, a lot of data, a lot of viewing of material to come to this conclusion as well, is that that's the wrong approach. In our opinion, that is the absolute wrong, wrong approach. Why would you be chasing someone who is not only not paying attention to you, likely won't pay attention to you, their sole purpose of having any sort of connection to you is so they can basically tell you at every given opportunity, be it email, posting, stories, buy my shit, buy my stuff, buy my shit, buy my stuff. That is your purpose. But you have someone who will, Martin <laughs> and I were talking about this the other day, with authors. And actually, we're going to release an episode which I think succinctly says this, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But understand this. If you give someone a book you wrote to read, you're giving them homework. That's what that is. And then if you ask them to write a review, that's more homework. Then, if you decide you're not going to say anything except, thanks for that, now they feel like all that time they've spent on some level was a waste. Because the value of the review, while your book might be fantastic and they might have been wildly entertained, you both could be far more engaged feel far better about it if you have a conversation about the time they spent reading this book, which is homework, by the way, doing the review, which is more homework, by the way, and you guys connecting on that common bond. 
So that is one of the reasons that I'm up this late and to make a cup of coffee and drink out of a cup that my partner sent me so graciously, get a little snack and finish my training. I'm hoping that that added bit of value to your whenever it is you're getting this as your time and attention creates value for me. I'm happy to report that we're creeping up on over 2,200 downloads and the numbers keep popping up and now five different countries, which is, which is really wonderful and I can't thank you enough. So in closing, I will say this. It's my sincerest hope that all of you are safe and keeping well along with your families. I wish you during this time of challenge um, and I actually hope you guys are busy because if you're busy, that means you're making plans for when this thing, you know, shifts and we're ready to get back in gear. I hope you guys are all prepped and ready to go. If there's something, some question you have or just a comment you want to leave, which we encourage, please leave us a message and we will, number one, include your voice in the podcast because I think that would be a lot more valuable than just ours to again waterboard ourselves with our own Kool-Aid and have the conversation, which is what I think everyone will benefit the most from. And just take care of yourself. And if you celebrate, have a happy Easter. I know there's been, for those of you who are religious, I know for me for one, I miss church. Uh, I wish you the best and I look forward to the next opportunity I have to make one of these and share some information. So in closing, I will say, I am Nigel Wright. I would love to know what you think. And I'm asking my partner to actually add a component to this to explain what her wonderful day was like. It was pretty interesting <laughs> of a story. So I look forward to talking to you guys next time. Thanks a lot. Take care. This is Nigel. Thank you for listening. Now and forever will be right. I was always this is Nigel Wright, and I always write love. This is the beginning, and it was the process of the recipient actually paying it forward, giving.